0: to the progression health podcast i'm here with my former client alejandro and we worked together for a while and alejandro saw a lot of success in our time together and this is a follow-up to just show you what's possible with effective coaching so alejandro do you want to tell people a little bit about yourself
1: yeah uh thank you ross for for having me i'd be glad to uh, speak with you today Uh, Yeah, my name is Alejandro. I am from San Francisco, California, over in the foggy uh, Presidio. Um, And yeah, I'm 34 years old and I work in the energy space, but, you know, I've been wanting for a while to really incorporate something with my workouts other than running. Uh, I'm a longtime runner ever since I was in middle school, running long distances, marathons, and even attempting some uh, ultra marathons. Uh, and I reached out to Ross uh, back in the spring to be able to uh, get back with with exercise. So, yeah, thank you again, Ross, for, for having me.
0: Yeah, it was great working with you and it's great to follow up. So, Alejandro, you mentioned you were uh, a former runner. And uh, when yep. we started working together, you had some injuries and you had, you know, a little bit of frustration just around the progress you were seeing. So, what was it like before we started working together, you know, I guess from kind of when you were at your peak during the ultra marathons to the time we actually connected where you
1: were frustrated? Yeah, so I you know, I attempted the the uh, 50 mile ultra marathon, the San Francisco one, which was not this year but, you know, obviously last year, which is around the end of July and, you know, during that time I was at my peak and I was running back-to-back marathons, right, like for training, you know, on Saturday, I would run a marathon, and on Sunday, I would run another one uh, as part of my training for for that, and then I wasn't able to finish the official SF marathon, started getting some pain in my ankle, and then about two weeks later, I did some more running, and that's when my ankle started really hurting, and, uh you know, normally, obviously, pain and discomfort is a big part of of any type of activity and I thought at first it was just one of those things that would go away but you know I didn't properly take care of, of that ankle and I ended up actually injuring it so much so that I wouldn't really be able to run more than three miles I just had a constant pain on it and it, it just kept like that kept like that all through the fall I kept attempting running and it just hurt all the time and so after a while I just he, said, he eventually gave up on. On running and the thing about running is that it was a big um it is a big part of my uh, identity and running was really the only thing i knew when it came to any form of exercise i didn't really know much i mean obviously i knew james existed but i did not really any types of workouts or any other thing it was just very intimidating and so um you know flash forward from the fall to I guess the it was about April when I really started thinking to myself, I was like I it's been uh some time since I've done any form of exercise. I gained probably about 15 pounds uh of weight just from not uh doing anything. And uh it, yeah, it just became this thing where I was like, if I if I don't do something else, then uh like I, I don't know, like I'm just it's just gonna become a spiral that's gonna start affecting every everything else. Uh in my life and so yeah when i came to you i was like i one i want to exercise because i want to strengthen my my legs and i want to get back to running and and second i also want to know what else is out there in terms of exercise in terms of in terms of movement like i don't want to just depend on running for for exercise and so i was like yeah help me please because i don't know exactly uh what to do here yeah, so
0: clearly you were excelling at the running, but the the lack of gym experience was holding you back a little bit. So just yeah. tell me a little bit about doing the two marathons two days in a row. You know, you know, what was that training like? And uh, you know, what was that experience of, of doing that much? You know, were you absolutely wrecked come come the Monday? How did it feel?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um yeah, one thing about my trainings is that, uh, you know, the only type of really structured training I ever got was when I was in high school with my <laughs> obviously high school coach when I was doing cross-country running. And then after that, uh, I never did any sort of school or competitive running other than just marathons, uh, which is all to say that I, I trained everything myself. Uh, I would maybe look at some plans online that people had, but I always tried to adjust it um, for myself and you know for my running uh, it was seasonally so i would usually ramp up my training around january and and then conclude like my running around the summer and then rest uh, like the fall and then assume my training again in, in january so usually my the the races that i would do would be prepare for the Oakland Marathon, which is in March, and then maybe do like the Grizzly Peak Marathon in around May in preparation all for like the big ultra in in San Francisco and so I yeah for, for my trainings, you know I would write down exactly what I would do uh, every day, and then I would make a goal for increasing mileage every week, but I wasn't exactly sure, you know and I guess I didn't really care at the time how the uh, scientifically sound that those plans were. It was really more about like what felt right uh, to my body. But there were times, you know, where because you had a goal in mind and sometimes you just didn't care how to achieve that goal. Um <clears throat> you 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 end you end up ignoring your your body right, so you know you're like oh it's it's just pain, you felt the pain before, so it's not gonna be an issue to, to push through that, which you know I, I think a lot of times that's true, right it is sometimes just pain, and if you don't push through it, then you're never gonna get used to that feeling but I think i I kind of just pushed too far um with some of my training and also at the same time not not properly training for for a week, so there would be times where I would drop off my training for like three weeks. And then instead of getting back at it slowly, I would just immediately jump in and run a lot of miles. Um, and so I think that was part of, uh, you know, what happened there. But overall, though, like I just, uh, it, yeah, running is very weird because you don't. For me, it, it took a lot sometimes to, when I would do it in the morning, wake up and get up and do it. Um, And even then, like the first couple of miles was just a lot of uh, psychological pain to get through the running. But then after four miles, I'm like, okay, this is great. And then when I finished my running, even though my body was in pain uh, psychologically, you know, I feel great. Like you feel great when you accomplish something like that. Right. You run even if it's not an official race. You you feel very accomplished when you run, you know, a big uh, number of miles. So. Running was great for me and it's something that I really love, something where I really felt a uh, great sense of uh, accomplishment. And so I think that's why I did it. Uh, and that helped me overcome a lot of the, uh, the pain sometimes. And I would say it was joyful half the time, painful at the other half of the time. But what made me overcome the other half was like that sense of, of accomplishment. Yeah, the, the sense of accomplishment finishing a long run is is
0: like nothing else. and Yeah, it sounds as though your running was a little bit inconsistent in the past. Yeah. And that um, it sounds like there's a little bit of a lack of, or there was a lack of strength training. So, you know, in your running career beforehand, before we started working together, how much strength training, you know, resistance training did you do apart from the running itself?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, not really. Yeah, I wouldn't say I... I definitely did not incorporate anything in the gym. Um, The only type of maybe strength training you can say is, like, we did a warm-up, or I did a warm-up some sometimes, right, like push-ups, you know, uh, some lunges, but there's no weight. It it was all just body weight. Um, But, again, that was maybe just, like, one set, and then that was about it. Um, Other than that, there was really no incorporation of any other type of Uh, of exercise which is something that you know when i looked at plans that other people had i kind of saw it and knew that i should probably do that but it's just something that uh, again i just ignored because i felt like one i wasn't confident in terms of like what i should do or how to do the movements and and then second i was like well this seems to kind of be working out so i'm just going to stick to this
0: so yeah without a plan or without even a coach for example it's easy to uh to miss out on the little things like that, like the the strength training. So, when you were coaching yourself, was was it a case that you would overtrain a lot or have inconsistent training, like frequently?
1: Is that is that a big issue that was uh, coming for yeah. you? Yeah, no, I would definitely uh, overtrain a lot, and again, because sometimes I didn't know what type of pain was normal and what what, what wasn't. Right, so there were times where, um, especially when I would pick up running. After not running for a while, I would be sore and in pain for like a week, you know. But then after a week, it would be fine, it would be gone. And then uh, I would resume training and it wouldn't really come back to the same extent that it did. <clears throat> and so in my mind, I was like, oh, that, well, that pain is, it is kind of normal, you know, like fasciitis is, is, is normal. Uh, but then when it started happening frequently and to the point where I just couldn't run, then I was yeah it kind of became one of those things where like well maybe this is <laughs> this isn't normal to not be able to move so you were
0: able to live with a certain amount of pain you knew that was normal but eventually you kept on ignoring
1: it but it just kept on resurfacing and it actually like sidelined you in the end by the sounds of it yeah yeah exactly uh it became more intense um as time went on right and i think maybe due to age right as i was growing older but yeah my 20s i was able to just uh, ignore it, and then I, I would say, like in the past couple of years, the the frequency and intensity became more common, or yeah, became worse.
0: So just right before we started working together, you know, you've talked about doing training of like two marathons, you know, in consecutive days. What was your training just before we started working together?
1: Um. So right before we started working together, obviously I, I was not. um uh, I was mobile, right, for, like, that amount of months. Uh, but before that, you know, when I was prepared for the ESF the marathon, um, my – I would do, like, Mondays, like, three miles. Like, uh, I try to break a PR of three miles, um, and then – So every Monday yeah, was just PR day. <laughs> yeah, it was just PR day. Well, it was two of those days, and then um, – Wednesdays also same thing. We'll try to break a PR, but it would be for, for seven miles. Um and, and then how how did you come to that kind of conclusion that a PR was the plan? Um for me it had to do with conditioning. Um, because I would run, you know, here where I live in the Presidium, my, my usual routes either going down to Fort Mason or I would take a harder route going up to the Marin Headlands, which is hills. Um, and in in my head, the logic was that, you know, if, if I run as fast as I can, you know, for a short distance, then that will condition my heart to be able to resist more. Um, yeah, that, that will condition my heart to be able to run longer distances, right? You know, s- slower but longer because my heart is conditioned to run uh, really fast at, uh, at short speeds. And so I thought that the type of workout where I would really get my heart increased would be those two days where uh I would not lose um I would, yeah, I, I would not lose that that conditioning. Uh because you know, usually what I, I saw that tends to happen sometimes is that if I only did slow runs, um then yeah, my, my heart condition would just get really bad, right? Like when it came time to do a sprint or something like that, or or do up a, a hill, then I would just like be breathing really hard and uh, I feel like it would be because I just didn't condition my heart to be able to handle that your, your top that end logic behind. your top end endurance yeah
0: would be pretty short yeah
1: yeah <clears throat> so that was the logic behind that um, and then also uh, again because I was inconsistent sometimes I would be like well I, I I'm training for for a uh, marathon or ultra marathon but also at the same time I kind of want to train for a half marathon <laughs> Which I don't think is necessarily the best thing to do. So I, I was at cross purposes here at times, where it's like, uh, you know, for for ultra, I don't really care what time I get; I just want to finish. But then the goal for a half marathon is I actually want to get a, a decent time uh, for that. So that was also part of the reason why I was doing these like, uh, you know, PR days for for running. Um, and then uh, and then Tuesdays. And, and Thursdays, uh, I would do probably about 12, uh, 10 to 12 miles just, just jogging, uh, or I don't know, maybe like at 60, 60%, I would say. Uh, and I would increase those as, as the weeks go by as well. So progressively you would add on more miles. Yeah. Yeah, add on more. Um, and then the weekends was when I really did my, uh, uh, my, my really long runs, um, where uh, I would try to come as close as possible to, to the, the ultra marathon mileage. So I would do, I think maybe the most I did, uh, on one day was maybe like 32 miles. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, and, it, you know, I, I would have done maybe, Like the whole 50 miles, but logistically, you know, um, it's just kind of hard to do that when you're running by yourself because then you need food, water. Uh, you know, you need like places where you're going to, yeah, need, need some drop offs. And I would run, you know, my, my route would be like starting the presidio going all the way to Rodeo beach, all the way to Muir beach running. Back and then maybe that's San Francisco. And you know, there's so, not so really... not even
0: just a flat run, but also there's elevation in there as well. So, like, you're doing long
1: and elevation, which yeah. is pretty and, intense. And there's not much, like, there's nowhere for you to like drink water or eat something, right? You know, like along those routes. Uh, usually, when I go down San Francisco, I yeah, literally just stop and go into a grocery store. Um, so it's literally, I, 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 t- I take my my hydration pack, my running pack with me, uh, so I carry a lot of stuff that I need but yeah, you do run out of water and so you need to fill it up somehow at a hydration st- station. You do need some food Um, and so yeah, sometimes I just stop by the grocery store, re- refill myself and then just keep on running but yeah, when you're running up in the hills, it's not really much of that uh, going on so logistically it's just hard to run very long distance by yourself unless you have like a a buddy or you pre-plan beforehand and you you do some some drop-offs where you know that you can pick up stuff um but it, yeah so anyway so yeah 32 maybe the like the, the the most i've done by myself in training and so that's why i would split off marathon like one day one marathon on saturday and then one marathon on on sunday and um I did that once in preparation for, for the training, but I did it maybe like I don't know, I think it was about two weeks before the race, which was not. I don't think it's good. <laughs> At this point now, I'd realize that that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't take you a lot to recover.
0: Yeah, the recovery was a little bit short and the intensity sounds like you know pretty high. So it's it's kind of like the fact that you're able to do so much without getting injured is, is a testament to how strong you are, but also It's kind of no wonder as well that something had to give you know so when we did start working together what were the the differences you noticed you know in your body uh you know in your mindset and your approach to your own training
1: um yeah so we um before we started training right i came in uh because one i had i had gained weight i was not doing any movement and i was just not able to run and to me running was really the only form of exercise that that i knew um and the my approach to exercise uh at at that point was like i like i just don't know what what to do and i think one of the fears that i had after going through the experience that i went through with my injury was like uh, I want to one be able to know other form of exercises other than just running and then two I want to do it right this time um, <laughs> right like I, I don't want to like go into something um, not knowing if it's the correct way or not essentially like gaining confidence and knowing that I'm doing things correctly. Um, and then second, one of the other reasons also why I never really engaged in in resistance or any other type of exercise uh, at, whether it be at the gym or anything else was just uh, the confidence to to be able to go into the gym and, and do it correctly like i definitely was worried about uh how people, what other people thought of me when in terms of how it would work out I, I don't know like uh how i i got if, if the gym was packed like i just didn't know like I would get overwhelmed and like leave whenever I would attempt to go in. Um, and and then second, also like again, I going to the gym, I just never really knew, like what my goal was. Uh, you know, was it to build muscle? Was it to like lose weight? Was it to like feel good? Like, uh, I mean, I knew logically that's something you could get from the gym, but in my head, that just wasn't something that that was there. Because for running, right, it was like I just knew that it felt good, the sense of accomplishment. Um, But yeah, so it's coming with you, right? Like I uh, also just, and so I just, the motivation was not there. And so coming to you, like for the coach, and so that's at at a point where I was like, I need somebody, you know, who's an expert on this to tell me exactly like how to move, what are the different types of workouts. Um, And so my intention really was just to be competent at different types uh, of workouts and then coming in hopefully with the goal again to to become stronger and, and, and restart uh, my runs with that. Uh, and so essentially I kind of lower, uh, well, I don't know if lowering expectations is the right phrase, but yeah, I just came in wanting to learn different workouts um, and then also something that I can enjoy and something that I would want to do Every single day, uh, without hurting myself, because the running was great, but half of it, to be honest, was just pain, uh, <laughs> battling through pain. And so, I think coming with you, my my approach was like I just want to do something that I would feel like I really would want to do uh, every single day. Yeah, just more for joy, just for the joy of it.
0: More joy in your exercise, more yeah. sustainability. So it sounds very much like once you had a coach in the right direction, you you really excelled but you're yeah. just lacking that with the weight training and, and, yeah. and that fear really got in the way of you finding that joy that, that is there with, with weight training. So what did you most enjoy about the weight training? You know, what were your, the biggest lessons that you picked up when we were working together? Uh, yeah,
1: and, and I guess maybe, yeah, and uh, I'll mention that, in it. but also one, one of the things I think working with you was that, uh, you know, I mentioned like before, I was able to be consistent with running, but not with anything else. You know, like I would give up, you know, for the smallest thing. And so I think what really helped with getting a coach was definitely that accountability aspect. So we trained for about two days a week, right? Every day in the morning, which I would never, <laughs> which I would on my own, I would never really do. But uh, I think just the fact that I had that accountability, like I would get up and uh, I would look forward to going to our sessions because one, like it was made fun uh, and second, you also made it easy, right? Like, like I said, like when I came in, like you would re-rack everything for me to begin. I mean, you would rack everything for me to begin with. You would put the weights there. You would tell me exactly what to do. So I didn't feel like I had to do a lot of work, uh, in that respect. So it just made it easy. And I think that consistency of all the sessions that we did just kind of became ingrained in, in my brain. Um, and so after we finished, then, you know, it just became one of those things where, like, I have to do this every day now. Like, I just, like, my body just feels like it needs it. Um, it, it, I mentioned earlier, right? It's kind of like drinking a cup of coffee every day. Like, I cannot have, I cannot start my day without my, some form of exercise. And I think part of it, again, it was yeah, during our training sessions. Um, one of the things I feared. Uh, Not not necessarily coming into your specific training sessions, but just generally getting a coach um, was, you know, you see some videos sometimes online where you have people just, I don't know, just becoming really tired. Like they're doing like this super fast uh, workouts, right? (laughs) The intensity is too high for their ability. Yeah, they're just not enjoying it. And so, you know, coming in, I, I had a misconception that that's something that needed to happen. Right. It's like, oh, you just need to like, no pain, no gain type of philosophy. Exactly. Which is, I think, kind of like, like the same philosophy I think I had with, with running. It was like, oh, if, you know, I have to push myself through these things. Uh, but no, when I started with you, like, essentially everything was like, you know, go slow. Right. Technique very is very important. It, so start off with the lightweight and we went as low uh, as possible. and. Also another thing that surprised me was, you know, whenever I wanted to drink water, you were like, Yeah, go drink water. And so <laughs> uh and you would modify the training, right? It's like if you need a stretch in between sets, then go ahead and stretch. Um if you're feeling some sort of pain. Uh and I and I think that patience and that form of training just really appealed to me and just made everything really fun and something that I wanted to look forward to. Because yeah, at the end of the sessions. I would feel really great like i wouldn't feel any i mean maybe a little sore but other than that like i you know i i felt like my mind felt great i felt like i had a great workout and also i just really I really enjoyed it like i think part of it was just that the sort of pressure that i always felt like workouts should be a certain way uh, should be a way where you don't enjoy it, like that just kind of like came off of me. And I think that really made a big difference in terms of getting a coach, something that I probably would never have, you know, by myself.
0: That's, that's a key point I focus on with clients is to figure out what they enjoy. I'm really conscious of avoiding the things they don't enjoy and really whatever I see is working and what they are enjoying. I try to really double down on that. And just something interesting you mentioned is, you know, you felt like you were low on motivation when we started. Yeah, but you know you came to me, right? So that required a certain level of motivation and then you also wanted to do it in the morning as well, which is something you hadn't done before. So all the motivation was there. And I guess a kind of another thing I try to focus on with clients is like you have all the tools, the ability you need already. But I'm just going to help bring that out in you, you know? And uh that whole patience aspect that I was able to apply, you know, because you you had been running before. I knew that it was only a matter of time before you started to make progress again. So, you know, really you you uh, did a lot of hard work and, and the motivation was there. So, you know, really kind of pat yourself on the back for that. And um, <laughs> I think that's, you know, really what made the, the whole process a lot easier.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting because I think one of the things that I also was, felt grateful for or excited about was that, uh, you know, when I told you about the distance I was running Uh, you called me an elite athlete, which was very, you know, good to hear because I was like, I don't think I've ever thought of myself as, (laughs) as an an elite athlete. Um, and I think it goes back to like how you sort of, uh, see yourself mentally. And I think once I was like, Hey, actually I am, I have these done these other feats. Like this shouldn't be like also that hard to, uh, to get into. So, uh, I think that was just a very interesting. Uh, thing when I heard that I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I actually did accomplish quite a lot with, uh, with my running. So that's true for
0: us all as well, right? We're all our our own individual athlete in our own way. Mm. Maybe not professional, but you know, once we take that approach, that mindset shift, then we start to treat ourselves in a different way. And then we start to, you know, for example, the consistency you talked about getting up early, that kind of stuff, whatever you need to do to get to your goal, it becomes part of like your identity. So. Yeah, you did a really good job of that, recognizing that. So how has your training gone now since, you know, uh, you've gone out on your own training,
1: you know, yourself? What's mm-hmm. it looking like now? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been great so far. And like I mentioned earlier, now it, it's one of those things where my body, yeah, I can't go a day without working out, some sort of working out. And, it, yeah, I think every – sometimes if I – even if I travel, it kind of gets interrupted a little bit. But otherwise, uh, I'm doing some form of training uh, every single day. Right. So I do weights about four times a week. And I conclude every every session with with a mile run. Um, and then on the weekends uh, is when I start doing my uh, adding mileage to it to my long runs. So, you know, when I finished with you, my mentality of coming in was, uh, okay, well my intention was like, I want to learn these forms of exercises, learn some cross training exercises that I can incorporate to my running so that I can get back to running. Right. And, you know, after our sessions, my ankle pain and plantar fasciitis were completely gone. Like I wasn't getting those anymore. So I was running, I think when we concluded, I was running seven miles at that point again, and there was no pain uh, at all coming from... Was
0: that seven from miles foot. from nothing before when we had started out? So, you know, the, from our first session, I think if I remember right, you weren't doing a whole lot. So was that progress from zero to seven or what did you start with? Uh, yeah,
1: no, it, it was... um So I think about two weeks after we, we started training, I started running again. And so I did four. Four miles, right? And that was fine. Uh, well, I did three, three to four, and then that was fine. And then progressively, I kept adding like a mile.
0: Uh, so slowly, I, you progressed back up.
1: Yeah, we were really? slowly progressing. I wasn't like adding every every week, but at the end of our of, of our of our sessions, uh, which I think it was like seven, seven weeks, right, or eight weeks. Eight weeks. Um, that's when I, I I finished at seven miles. So. So, yeah, coming off uh, our training, I was like seven miles in running, and so my my intention was like, or, right, I'm gonna keep this going, I'm gonna keep increasing my mileage, but this time I'm gonna incorporate uh the workouts that we did in in the gym, and uh, the funny thing happened though was that like I was enjoying gym workouts, so so yeah, my plan was like I'm gonna do like three three days of strength training at, at the gym, and then the other days are gonna be uh running ex- exercises for me to increase my mileage. But the thing is that like I enjoyed going to the gym so much that I kind of was like, well, I don't I don't want to go out and run, you know, five miles today. So I'm just gonna uh, go to the gym. Not necessarily because like I-, I was dreading running. It was just more because I just loved the gym more <laughs> at that point. Like I-, I was feeling better after gym workouts because I enjoyed it. And so at the end of every gym session, then I would be like, well, I don't really have the energy to to now do my my running workout. So I actually started deprioritizing running because I was just lacking the gym so much. And so uh, I would do that. And it, it wasn't until like three weeks ago that, again, I started uh, getting back to running again. And so I started increasing mileage. And so now I'm at 10 miles. Uh, I just ran that on Sunday, no pain, you know, nothing funny other than just the usual like soreness that you feel afterwards, uh, after a couple of days from running, but you know, otherwise like I, uh, my workouts now are looking like, you know, four days a week for strength training when I'm not strength training, uh, I'm walking at least one to three miles. Uh, I'm running. I am running every day a mile after workouts on a treadmill, um, and then on the weekends, uh, like on Saturday or Sunday, depending on the day, I do my long runs. So amazing! I just did ten, and then hopefully next week I'll do eleven.
0: So initially, you know, when you were doing your running, you're, you had a little bit of fear around going to the gym. You wouldn't even go in. You didn't yeah. want to look kind of silly. You know you did the coaching and now you're actually looking forward to the the workouts in the gym more than you know on the road so what changed most through the coaching for you internally you
1: know what happened oh um so i think one of the things that that changed for me was the the process of hey it's okay to learn and try out something at whatever pace you need and it and adjust because when I right after our sessions, you know, I, I was sticking to the workouts you gave me, right? It, it initially, um, but then when you go to the gym, that's packed. It's kind of hard to follow a set workout because somebody's using the <laughs> the equipment that you're using. And, and and then one of the things in our coaching sessions that we learn is that, like, you know, you can do different exercises and target the same thing. Be flexible right. with your workouts. Yeah. Like that's one thing that we went through, right? When you gave me home workouts, remember, where with no weights um, versus workouts at the YMCA uh, that they had there, because that's where I go at the gym. It's the YMCA. <clears throat> um, and so, and before I used to be like, "Oh well, I can't really do this pack, so I'm just going to go home and <laughs> and not do anything." Um, but I was like, "Oh wait, actually." Uh, let me uh and it, it, I don't know it, maybe it was just something also during our sessions and I just kind of became familiar with the gym the gym terminology all the machines that were around and I just felt comfortable walking around the YMCA looking at what different equipment there is and then just taking my time to really like get familiar with the motions right because we'd always do a warm-up exercise first or a warm-up set and so that would just kind of do a warm-up set, just filling out the machine. And then uh, after that, I was like, okay, this is good. And then I would start adding weights and, and doing the exercise all at the pace, not really worrying about uh, what people would say if I was, you know, in terms of how I looked uh, doing them. And so I I think the fact that it's just like going slowly and doing it right and getting it right, uh, it's okay if it's not done right at first, but eventually just making sure that you get it. Um, that, you know I, don't know, I remember when we did the sissy squats, uh, the sissy squats was one of the things for some reason that I just found it very hard to really do proper form in, but we going it with you, we just did it as many times as possible. Right. And I didn't get it right the first time or the second or the third, or even like the, the seventh time, <laughs> even the seventh set, I, I didn't get it like completely right. But I think just that mentality of like progressing, right. Like even just in technique. Uh, you know just progressing in technique uh, the more you do it and so I think that really changed for me in terms of being able to stick around uh, in the gym and my workouts initially lasted like two hours uh, not because I was like you know pumping iron the, the whole few hours but because of how long it took me to adjust some of the machines and now just they're like anywhere between 45 minutes and an hour so I become more efficient more knowledgeable um so I don't spend that much time at the gym anymore. Trying to learn now, it's really just more about like um, getting my my plan right and then doing it efficiently, and then adding different workouts here and there. Which I'm much more confident now. And yeah, it's a huge transformation. And
0: you're practicing the principles you learned in your own workouts. We don't need to spend two hours in the gym. You know, 45 minutes an hour. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> and yeah, just the the the. Progress that we focus on ideally, it's weight, but if it's not weight, then we try and do more sets or we do more reps, yeah, and in your case, in the sissy squats, it was technique, so one of those four variables is what I tend to focus on, so yeah, and i
1: do and i do um yeah, and i, I stuck with what you you taught me right, like I do a warm up set and then I do three sets, and you know like anywhere between six to twelve reps, adding progressive weight uh doing failure at the end. But always again, uh, adjusting if I'm something's not feeling right, then adjusting taking it a bit slower and and then moving on,
0: yeah, it sounds like patience is a huge thing, you know, just being flexible with uh, your approach in the moment and not really worrying about what other people are are thinking so what is your, your kind of your biggest takeaways from the coaching, and you know uh what do you feel like you know you benefited from
1: most yeah, so I think what uh for me what really you know helped or what really the big takeaway for me at least for me personally because i don't think i would have ever been able to get through this on my own all right so i'm glad at the time that i was motivated to finally get a coach uh you know so i i think the fact that I had some accountability i had Somebody to help me out progressively, really like show me how different things are done. Um and doing consistently, right? Even when I when I had a little motivation in the mornings, I'm like, I don't really want to go. But uh, for me at least, like that accountability is like really helpful because part of it is and this maybe a personality thing, but I don't like to, to let people down, right? And so I felt like, oh, I'm gonna let my coach down if I don't show up. Um even though, like you know you never gave that indication or anything like that, um, and then going through the motions and then just doing that for consistently for twelve times, uh my body just absorbed all that in and kept that momentum going without me really having to like work or really think hard about it. It was just like oh now it's it's it, now it's not about me trying to force myself it's not my body demanding uh (laughs) my body demanding internal motivation yeah yeah wanting wanting to do this and i feel like that my body wouldn't have gone to that point if i didn't get help along the way consistent help and good help along the way
0: amazing yeah and the motivate owner you know make it clear the motivation for you was there all along it was your motivation you know so Mm -hmm. you you uh you had it there so Alejandro, this has been great. Is there any kind of final message you want to leave people with before we wrap up?
1: Um, yeah, no, I would, I would definitely say if um, you know, if you are looking to, if you have some goals when it comes to to working out, definitely reach out to a coach. Um, even one session, you know, like I, I was lucky enough that I could afford multiple sessions, but even if it's just like one session, even if it's just like a consulting session, I would definitely recommend it uh, to everybody because yeah, looking at different internet videos is not helpful <laughs> because it's not tailored to you. So definitely I will like get some help uh, from somebody if um, if you have some goals in mind that you want to accomplish and are looking for some direction. Brilliant Alejandro, thank you very much and keep up the great work. Yeah. No, thank you Ron.